Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this pop culture saturated world, what's a nerd to do? Hang out with your good pals on Nerdy Show, that's what. Our flagship podcast is a weekly celebration of the multifaceted D20 that is the modern nerd. When we're not devising horrors that combine VR and spiders or taste testing weird food, we're discussing the latest geek happenings, digging into our deepest nerd niches, or interviewing a celebrity or two. Head to nerdyshow.com or find us on iTunes and experience a multiverse of awesomeness. The following program is presented by The Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 124. I am your stupid awesome analyst, John Starr. With me is King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Master Brigade. And Wicked Anime. And you And then we also have uh, Derek from the Boston Master Brigade, uh, who is kind of like a, what, uh, like a crew camera audio yeah, specialist. I'm a utility player. There you go. I was even one of your videos. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Snackies, which has, that actually hasn't come out yet. And well, we're not coming, just that one. Yeah. Was there actually a video that that you were in? Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the panel video. The panel video. That's right. Yeah, the hardcore anime panel video, which only people who have seen the panel would would know about. Yeah, um, we haven't posted on YouTube yet. Yeah, and come to AAC next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm still actually working on the other video that you were a part of, which oh, was the man. snack video, oh, which was from last year, which was almost yeah. a year old now, but. I can't really find time to get a, get around to editing it. And I can't I don't find time to get those bad tastes off my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> what, you don't like fish with cashews? Oh, my freaking gourd. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to swear on this podcast. This is fine. <laughs> Fucking shit, it tasted like feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, don't say feet. Oh. <laughs> it's a thing in Japan. Tapping <laughs> <fetish>. Okay. <laughs> So, but I feel like with with Derek being here for this first inaugural episode of Wicked Anime, I feel like we should give him something very special. Oh yeah, that's right. We put something together for you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> a little something extra for you because before we started recording and before Derek even showed up, we actually did a loot anime unboxing and we found some things that I think you might be interested in. Okay, so it says coffee boba. <laughs> yeah, look on the back. Loot Anime Cafe. <laughs> All right, so I work for a... Um, a coffee establishment? Yeah, a coffee establishment that makes us wear green aprons. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Huh, and why is that? Oh, health insurance, man. 
Death Note this is trying to say. What are they? You, they the viewers can't see it. Yeah, they're, the they're listeners, viewers, they're listeners. Oh, so what we have here are very large cotton condoms. <laughs> <laughs> or socks, or socks. Yeah. I'm trying to still figure that one out. <laughs> they, they, they have Ryuk from Death Note on them. Yes. And or, that, or you can officially call them Willem Dafoe socks. Yes, you that can. That smile. Oh. <laughs> Whoop, that was, no, that's okay. They can just be thrown on the ground. It's fine. Yep, there they go. That's okay. where socks belong. That's where they always go when you get them on Christmas. You just say, thanks, Mom, and throw them. <laughs> Alrighty, now And we Grandma's have... sweater always goes in the fire. <laughs> now we have a upside-down T-shirt. <laughs> All right, we get a regular, regular right-side-up T-shirt. For Dead Man Wonderland. Should we be honest with him about this show? Yeah. Have you seen Dead Man Wonderland? I have not seen Dead Man Wonderland. Don't. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> but we got the t-shirt and none of us want it, so it's yours now! Yay! <laughs> Exclusive! <laughs> Alright, now let's keep going. We got some uh, textile paper-like things. <laughs> oh, oh, multifold. It's a, it's... Oh shit, that's a French press. I know what that is. <laughs> oh, we're making coffees and shit. So, the theme for the loot anime one, which goes with the box that we've given you, is, uh, what was Anime it? at work. Anime at work. And the common theme was coffee and baristas and everything like that. So, the poster, uh, every loot anime comes with a themed poster of some sort with their a mascot on it. A very well-drawn poster. Yeah, yeah, with their mascot on it. And uh, in this one, their mascot is a barista in a coffee shop, so we figured that. Very nice watercolor effect going here. Yes. Yes, it is. Ah, uh, that's the old school espresso machine with a nice little tamper. Ah, uh, I could geek out on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Moe days. And then on the back you will find all the things that came in this. Uh, oh, wait, I, I'm not going to look at that then. I'm just going to... Yeah, because be then you're going to be like, where the fuck is this? Because <laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> not all of them. Alrighty, so let's see what we got here. Oh, oh, we got a little a little dongle for a keychain here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. By dongle, I mean it is a keychain. <laughs> Loot Anime Cafe with the kitty. Yeah. yeah, it's like a little it's like a little coffee cup with a green circular logo of some sort. Except it's a cat instead of a mermaid. Yeah, yes. that, that ain't no siren. Mm -hmm. Oh, and now we got. Let's go to something. Uh, Similar. We couldn't figure it out what, what this one was. But, but it still looks like a base pick. Yeah, it's still a phone charm, yeah. but yeah, it, it looked like a base pick. Like a wooden teardrop. Yep. <laughs> as most picks are shaped as. It's flare. It's yeah. flare. <laughs> Soul Eater. Yep. Yes. Okay, so we got uh, volume one in one of the Loot Crate boxes of uh, Soul Eater, which, have you seen Soul Eater? Or no. Okay, already. so both Evan and I... For one or two episodes, but I yeah. was not following it. Both Evan and I already own this manga, and we got it in this box, and we highly recommend it. So And I have the anime version up there. Yeah. Also very re highly recommended. Um, but it's great. It's a good, good series. This is actually probably one of the most valuable things in the box for you. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. Yep. Yes. Is there anything else left in there? I think that might be. Ah, it? I have a I have a sticker with a barcode on it. Tracking <laughs> information. Hi Lucy, look what I got. Yes, my dog has entered the room. She's very excited whenever there's visitors over your house, Evan. Yes, yes. I didn't even mention that. We're all yes. in the same room for a recording today. Exactly. Hey. Which is a very rare thing that ever happens. Right. I wish we yes, could do it more Lucy. often. 
be easier on your end. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this episode, and the last episode, if for all those of you who listened, you recall that we started previewing the new season of anime, mm-hmm. which is starting now. Yes. And so we've watched a couple of the shows, and we want to share with you some of the ones that we've actually... <laughs> no, you cannot watch them, Lucy. Not yeah. now. No. No yeah. spoilers. Okay, yeah. bye. So we've actually watched some of the shows, so we want to talk about the ones that we've watched. And yes. We've come across some really good ones so far. Mm-hmm. And some interesting ones as well. Yep, some ones that we've uh, that we've talked about uh, in the preview, we actually got to watch some of them. Yep, there's still a couple that haven't aired yet, mm-hmm. so actually, we'll probably have to like go back. Half. There's like half of them that ever aired. Yeah, like, there's a, like right now, I currently have about ten shows, not counting the ones that are being uh, carried Continued. over from, from the previous season that I've been watching. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess before we get into that, we should talk about some news yep. that we have, but I didn't have the news bell with me. So, so. but I have Whistlekoon with me, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's a, it's a wonderful uh, a substitute for our news bell, news bell Chan, who is currently residing at my home. <laughs> yes. So, uh, first up in news, I wanted to, we actually have a lot of American stuff that we want to talk about, but, uh-huh. um, but before that, I wanted to get to. The Japanese stuff within here, uh, one of which we came across that Jaylist now has a comic for uh, Megumi, their uh, or Megumi, Megumi, their um, their mascot for mm-hmm. for Jaylist, uh, which they've really started updating the art for for their site. Oh yeah, uh, and it's been getting much more high quality. They've got gotten a whole list of uh, artists on board to do different versions of Megumi. Mm-hmm. So um, now there's a four coma. For her, where she's... Which, uh, for, for Derek, that's a four-panel comic. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so the four coma that they released, which is the premiere of it, is she was, like, putting a heart, like, making a heart with her hands, saying that, eh, this is, uh, Megami Days, and, uh, says that she's, you know, I'm your mascot for J-List, and then she flips the table, <laughs> and she's like, oh, it's so hard being an online idol mascot. <laughs> So this may be a thing that is is um, for things to come. Right, it's kind of like kind of like how Crunchyroll has Crunchyroll Hime in yeah. those comics as well. Yeah, and those are funny. I like. Yeah, those. some of them are good. I like the Berserk one because it's funny, but it's also sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's and that's kind of in the same light as. Well, I guess there's nothing really funny about Berserk at all, huh? Yeah. So, uh, so there was this news story that I saw on uh, Rocket News, one of my most favorite places to look for news in the first place. Or we should, we keep calling it Rocket News, it's called Sora News now. Yeah, uh, but they're even still, their English uh, web address is still Rocket News, so I still call it that um, mm-hmm. more often than not. And it is a, um, th- this artist put together a bunch of Japanese idioms and turn them into what else other than Moe characters. Now, can you explain to our listeners, just in case, yep. what an idiom is? Um, no. Me. Okay. You can. No, I'm, I'm an idiom. That's what my teachers say. No. I'm, no, Derek. They didn't say idiom. Oh. No. Yes. So yeah. I'm not. So you're not an idiom. Yes. No. I don't know what they told you you were, but that's you <laughs> no. are not one. You, no, you're not. <laughs> So an idiom is a saying of some sort that um, it, it represents something else. It's almost like a metaphor or, okay. or some kind that uh, um, 
Because the only time I've ever heard the word idiom used is in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where John Cleese is trying to think of the right word, and his and his Patsy just screams idiom, and he goes idiom. Yeah. And that's like the only time I've ever heard anyone <laughs> use the word idiom. Yeah. So uh, I can go right into the first uh, example here for this art. And I'll post the article for anybody who wants to follow along so they can actually see the pictures of the girls that they drew for each one of these idioms. Um, so our first one here is Ichigo Iche, which means in Japanese a, one, a once-in-a-lifetime encounter. So... Whenever you think of a once-in-a-lifetime encounter, uh, you think of something that only happens once in a lifetime. So the character that they created for this uh, idiom is a character dressed in a wedding dress. So it's like this uh, cute moe girl with pink hair dressed in a wedding gown because mm-hmm. it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that anybody ever gets married. Maybe in, maybe this in is Japan. Ob- yeah, this is obviously more Eastern than Western idea here. <laughs> well, it is Japanese after all. So... Um, but then she's also holding a samurai sword as well, which is highly stereotypical. But I, but I, but I feel like that kind of breaks the illusion because a Japanese, I feel like a katana is not a once in a life opportunity from Japan. True, true. It's like mm-hmm. they're trying. They can't. Unless he's usually going to cut the wedding cake. <laughs> Maybe. When are you ever going to see a bride holding a katana? Well, Kill Bill, the bride. Yes. Okay, so twice in a lifetime. There. <laughs> well, and there were already two of those movies as well. And there might be a third one. There might be a third one. But I, but I only watched one, so that's still I'm still at twice in a lifetime. So that was a once in a lifetime thing for you. Once in a lifetime, same as it ever was. <laughs> I'm on talking heads kick right now, by the way. Uh, so okay, so another one that we have here, which uh, they they seem to slowly get more and more inappropriate as as we go down the list. Um, oh, that's Wicked Anime in a nutshell. We slowly get inappropriate <laughs> as we go yeah. through an episode. Um, fur- furo Foshi, uh, Fushi, which means um, immortal and unaging. Uh, so this character is like a very uh, scantily clad, uh, kind of like leather-bound bikini of some sort. I know, I see you wanting to try to look there. It's the yes. top one right there. But she's never aging. Okay. Does she have the picture of Dorian Gray with her? <laughs> yeah, kind of, right? She's got the gray hair. Uh, let's see. Um, a It's a nimble physique of a young woman and the silver hair of a senior. So uh, so it, what they have that scantily cladness to show off the physique, I guess? So it's a, it's a nubile cougar. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Looking, just looking for him. And oh also boy. looks like it's one gentle breeze away from being a Janet Jackson superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're naked by the end of this song, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, so, Kyurin Ryukuten literally means light and shadow continually cycle, essentially meaning time flies like an arrow. So, uh, light and shadow continually cycle, meaning the sun going around, mm-hmm. or rather the earth going around the sun, Before, so I get don't get Socrates yelling at me or whoever said it um and so time flies like an arrow is what the is what the idiom is and that means that like that life will fly by and so our character here is an archer of types that has a bow made out of pure light and can can shoot but there is an error where it says it's a boy oh yeah it says hence the boy of light not bow of light (laughs) so So uh, now we're like saying is is this a trap is it a trap could be maybe trap i don't know who knows uh, uh, and Inga uh, Auhau, 
which means what goes around comes around. What goes around comes around is the best example of an idiom. Yes. That's, that's, we should have started with that one, probably, to get everybody on board. Uh, so what goes around comes around. Um, so this character is like a deity kind of looking character where half of uh, her costume is light and then the other half is dark meaning that there's a light and a dark side to every situation of sorts. The yin and the yang, basically. Right, yeah. Hmm. Is that a compass? Maybe. Around her neck? Around her neck? Let me see. No, that's just some frilly anime costume thing. Oh, it's going to go for a compass for a moral balance. Oh. You should be drawing anime girls. Although it's weird because it looks like the, the boy of light is wearing a compass around her neck. Oh, that, that's the one I was looking at. Oh, oh, okay. uh, No. <laughs> this is the one going around. the caption was below. Okay. The black and... It's black. Okay, it's this... White. Yeah, this much more black and white there. Some more <laughs> yeah, ebony yeah, ivory. yeah. <laughs> that makes more sense. Holy crap. Okay, here's the last one. Uh, <laughs> Chimimuyu, um, Maoryu. Chimi, Chimimaoryu. A collection of devils or unsavory types. Pretty literal in visual sense. Uh, so Homestuck fans. <laughs> <sighs> right? Mm. Okay, I'm not sure what's more off-putting. The amount of straps and buckles around her almost nude body. Or the fact that there's a pair of eyes that somehow get manifested into the the part that's around her neck. Oh, I didn't even see that. Whoa. Yeah, there, there's there's eyes around her neck. Oh, damn, you're right. <laughs> but also, it's like looking outwards, being like, yeah, I, I got this chick. What? What do you want? <laughs> she kind of looks like Shiro from No Game No Life. Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Oh, there are the eyes there. Okay, I see that. Mm-hmm. So, um, Idiom Girls is set for a winter 2017 release in web browser and Android format, so you'll be able to multitask gaming and learn new vocabulary to impress your Japanese instructor during spring semesters. So this is actually an app of sorts that is going to help you learn Japanese in a way and learn idioms from Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was premiered at the Tokyo Game Show. Oh, cool. Um, it's a DDM game, so if you release preview video, build as an RPG. Idiom Girls also looks to have title matching puzzle elements, but uh, more so gameplay is inspired to characters doing, uh, or for getting characters in like a draw of a sense. So there are other characters on here that haven't been uh, shown because I see a thumbnail for a video that I'm not going to play, but there's a thumbnail for somebody who has not been shown yet. So, okay. That's I um there's that company that's actually going to be releasing uh games for us, right? Or, Crunchyroll is going to be like Crunchyroll has a partnership with somebody who Yeah, cuz they're going to be releasing is it rather trying to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yeah. The browser game for that and other mobile games of yeah. sorts. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. So I wonder if we're going to get that. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what we're going to have access to soon. All right, lastly, for uh, typical news, before we move on to some uh, more uh, important stuff, uh, My Hero Academia Season 3, is, yes. uh, which all of us in this room are excited about. Very much uh, so. Like, he would, Derek would actually message me after he watched the next episode every single time. Yeah. Be like, oh my goodness! So, uh, right now... It's too much to keep to myself. <laughs> we are waiting on a volume of the manga, volume 10, to be released here in America, which is going to be coming out on November 7th. And um, as of right now, uh, in Japan... We have 15. 15 volumes. So there's plenty for us for them to still come out 
in succession here in the States before we're all caught up, which I don't know if we will be all caught up or, or what, but um, I would say that this volume that's coming out, Volume 10, is going to be the majority of Season 3. The reason why, I, I've, and I'm caught up on the manga in America, I haven't read any scandalations for anything like it because I'm not that kind of person, um, <laughs> but so I've already been caught up pretty much all through Season 3 at the moment right now, and I'm super excited for it because we have a couple moments within this season that are like that plus ultra moment, that, you know, the first time that you ever saw uh, saw All Might use plus ultra in um, in, the, in season one at the end there, which was yes. the greatest thing ever. Uh, there's a couple moments like that within this season that I'm totally looking forward to seeing uh, being animated. Yes. So I'm happy about that. And I'm happy about the fact that Funimation has already announced that they're going to be streaming it, which means it'll probably be on Crunchyroll as well. See, that's the thing that I was worried about, is the only name that is in any of these articles is Funimation. Yeah. Not Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll hasn't been, an, hasn't been uh, a part of this conversation at all. Just Funimation. Okay. Yes, they are partnered. That is true. And Crunchyroll does have yes. everything. And then Funimation has also... The dubs. Uh, the simulcast dubs. So my guess is they're talking more about them having the the simul dubs for season three. I really hope so because I don't have Funimation right now, and if they if if I do like for for you listeners, I recommend getting VRV because for nine ninety nine you get Crunchyroll, Funimation, Nerdist, Mondo, Shutter, and a bunch of other channels. Too. Right. Yeah, and I would I would definitely pay that if it meant having to switch over to Funimation to watch. My Hero Academia. Yeah. Worth it. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 bucks for the whole... I mean, like, I think I'm paying 6 bucks for, mm-hmm. for uh, Crunchyroll right can, now. Can I just throw out to Funimation? Since you've already announced it, and they probably haven't even started production yet on Season 3, which means they haven't started on animation, or they haven't started with, like, casting new characters, and mo- and they haven't started, you know, with music and getting theme song stuff. Please convince Studio Bones to get the Aquabats to do a theme song for My Hero Academia. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, and it would be a step up from anything that they... Because I haven't really been a, a super impressed with My Hero Academia's music choices. Um, nah. it's, it's been very skippable, and I haven't really I will anything. say, um, I did like, the, um, I did like the, the Lisa song. I, the end themes I liked. I liked Lisa's song, and I did enjoy Little Glee Monster, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the openings were never really. No, the openings weren't good. But imagine if you had like the Aquabats and they had like the legend is true, yeah, it's true, and they would do a song called Plus Ultra, and it would be about All Might. I'd be about. I'd be all about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. That would be a blast. But have they ever had American bands ever do anything for anime? Um, actually, in. Made in Abyss, not American, Australian. It was an Australian composer who did Made in Abyss, okay. which I just started watching. Um, well, you got to think about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure too. Got to think. About oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yes, is roundabout. Yeah, Walk Like an Egyptian by the Bangles. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Those were pre-made songs that they used, Room. so they never actually had any American artist make a song for anime. I would love to see They Might Be Giants try something. I could see them do that. I could see them do something like that. Um, well, I know it's an American singer who's doing that Sky Show song through the reflection, that the, the Stan Lee one I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the closest that we ever got was when they had you, when Paradise Kissed used 
of Franz Ferdinand's Do You Want To because that song just had come out and the anime had come out at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so okay. That, that might be the closest, but there's never been an American band that has done a theme song. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's that band that's the... Um, Monk, I think they're called Monk, Magic Monkey or Monkey Magic. They're they're Canadian and Japanese. Uh-huh. The, I think they've done a couple of like theme songs, but there's never been a full fledged American band, which I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know why that uh, that it's kind of like a no fly zone for like may, like maybe maybe now that anime has become very mainstream, we might see that happen. Yeah, I think it will take a little bit longer than that, though. I think that we're we're maybe ten years out before we have. Something. But then again, this is my hero academia. Like this could be like like everybody is talking about this show, and right. it's it's been on like various people's like top ten TV series list. It was on last year. New York Times, I think, had it had it on their top ten list of best new TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are talking about it. I'm sure a lot of people are aware of its existence, and I wouldn't be too surprised if some band out there would be like. I want to do a song for that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would hope so. I, I, w- I would like to see that, and not to mention, I would be able to understand it, and therefore, I'd understand what the appeal of, you know, like, opening and closing themes are. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, so that's that's great for for us. Like, I really wanted to spotlight that, because, I mean, I, I think that it's finally starting to get the vibe that this show is actually, like, worth all of its time and effort, and everybody should be watching it. And Absolutely. I think everybody's on board with that, and they're understanding that that's the thing now. Right. All right, so real quick, I wanted to uh, talk about a fighting game. Not the fighting game that you were talking about, Evan, but before that, yes. uh, Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. I caught an ar- a glimpse of an article where um, they are releasing Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition, which um, is... A culmination of everything that's been released for Street Fighter V so far is now available for $40, or at least when it's released, it'll be available for $40. But uh, when Street Fighter V was first originally announced, they said they would never do that. Thank you. Um, and the reason why that they said they would never do that is because everything within Street Fighter V is available without pay. You don't have to actually pay real money for anything unless you want to, uh, which would make it significantly more expensive. Mm-hmm. But they said they told us at the very beginning that Street Fighter V was going to be the only copy you would ever have to own. Technically, that's still true, but with them releasing Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, it takes all of the challenge and all of the reward out of playing Street Fighter. You know, like now you have all 28 characters already unlocked. You have uh, uh, a couple new modes. I think they're going to re. Uh, hash the UI for for it so that the layout of the health bars and everything is going to be different, which they could just do that in an update for Street Fighter V and then put right. it right onto the disc. But if you pay for the extra stuff, I mean, that's how I won it, Candy Crush. Like, I'm done with that game. I won it. There's no more to go. You just pay all the money and then you get all the extra stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's played Candy Crush lately? My I've mother-in-law. Never, I've never touched the game. <laughs> I just get about three or four requests a day. My mother-in-law is on yeah. like maybe level 1400 or somewhere around there <laughs> right now. Is this like the games that you like to play is on your PlayStation 4? This is like... Okay, my mother-in-law doesn't sound like that. <laughs> Not even close to that age. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's that, that's all, everyone's mother-in-law. <laughs> this is your mother-in-law on Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 
I'm old now. <laughs> and Southern. I've spent all my money that would have gone to my medicine on this video game, <laughs> and I have aged drastically because of it. A- oh, sweet lord. AARP is so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Kids and their damn microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs> I actually worked for a boss uh, one time who actually did spend about a hundred dollars a week on um, ga- what is it, Game of War? That cell phone oh game. Oh my god! Yeah, like a hundred bucks. If a I buy this, that hot Kate Moss will like me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she can lead my army. <laughs> Alright, but you wanted me to bring up this other game, in case people don't want to play Street Fighter V. On the talks of fighting games. There's a there's a game, I think it's more akin to the likes of Smash Brothers than the Street Fighter, but it's a game called Fight of Gods, uh-huh. and P-Cube, the, the, the good folks who finally brought Galgun over to America and Europe, mm-hmm. so we have to be eternally thankful for those guys for finally doing that. You have saved our lives, we are eternally grateful. <laughs> that was from Toy Story. Yes. <laughs> so the game Fight of Gods is basically every single god, every single deity that has ever existed from every religion. So mm-hmm. you, you would have, you know, you have Jesus, you have Buddha, you have Moses, you have all these, cru- every god just bounding it out. Moses wasn't them. a god? Is Moses in the game? I think Moses might be in the game. Let he was never know. a god. God was god in Moses' times. I, <laughs> yep, see, there's Moses right there. What? I call Flying Spaghetti Monster. <laughs> I'm actually surprised Flying Spaghetti Monster. Let me just check the table of food here, the picture. No, there's no Flying Spaghetti. Maybe that's DLC. Maybe the-, the Egyptians roster has got to be stacked. Yeah. <laughs> I see Odin. I see Thor. See those Pastafarians. They're not about the conflict. But for but the, the thing that I wanted to bring up about this game, I've seen clips of it. it looks It looks very entertaining. The game... Has you know hasn't walked away without any um, controversy because a game like this, of course, will be controversial. Yes. What does Muhammad look like? That's a... <laughs> yeah. I don't. Is Since Mo- you mentioned controversy, we'll, we'll just surprisingly, have to go... it has nothing to do with Muhammad. We'll just have to go for the elephant in the room that is not Lord Ganesha. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: this game. Hasn't walked away without controversy. The country of Malaysia has gone so far as to not only ban this game from being released in their country, but they banned Steam in its entirety. And why? Why did they ban all of Steam? Because that's the only way you can get the game. Okay, so the game is on Steam, and because you can't ban one single game off of Steam, they just banned all of Steam from Malaysia. They banned all of Steam in Malaysia. That's a shame, because I had a friend who I went through game development with when I was in college, um, who was from Malaysia, and I believe he moved back there afterwards, and he's still a huge avid gamer, so I wonder if he lost everything. Well, I guess it's that other site that people go to, then. What's that? Humble Bundle? Not Humble Bundle. The other one. Gog? Uh, I don't know. Anyways, that's not the only reason why I bring that up. The the other reason why is that there's going to be a tournament for um, Fight of Gods at Revolution 2017, which is one of the uh, big premier fighting game tournaments in London. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have presented for its participants 
who win first, second, and third place the most interesting trophies imaginable. Okay, what are they? They are crowns of thorns. <laughs> I, sacrilegious? I'm not sure. Is that... I mean, if you ask me, it's kind of like a one-sided thing. If, if it's an all-inclusive game for all the gods, and, yeah. and yet Jesus is the one being represented. But then if you win, is that like you wear your curse? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted this game. <laughs> but I just find it interesting. And it's <laughs> Okay, nobody could see what Derek just did, but he put his arms up like he was hanging on a cross. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm the best. How, how, how big was the crowd? It was this big. <laughs> <laughs> Fight of Gods. It's on Steam now. If you don't believe me, just go on. <laughs> you don't believe me. I'll check it out. Go on, but I was being really nailed for time. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh. Okay, so what do we have next? Um, oh, yeah, as promised to, um, to our uh, fan, Big Bad Shadow Man, it's time to go over into the West. Thank you, Evan. You're welcome. Um, sounds like a horse that just got like distracted halfway through and started walking off. <laughs> you mean uh, like a horse? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he wanted me to point out this show that I, I don't know where it's going to be premiering. He probably told me, uh, maybe like Nickelodeon or something of that sort, but it's a show called Planet Panic. And it's this really, really simply yet interesting uh, animated show that um, is about this police force that is in this very highly futuristic world uh, that um, takes on little apprentices, apprentices, mm -hmm. apprentice, I don't know, what's the Apprenti? Apprenti. It's something more and more like Space Patrol Luluco. Kind of. Which, by the way, I did just get that on Blu-ray. Did you? It's still very good. The dub is... is they, they did some good choices for the dub, but I don't like the voice they chose for Over Justice. Okay, but how about Inferno Cop? Inferno Cop, Chris Sabat does a great job. At. That's all I needed to hear. That's yeah. all I care about. But I will say this, that Lulico is good in small doses. Watching it all the way through, I feel it loses a bit of its like, yeah. luster. Us having to wait for the rest of it all mm -hmm. at once was kind of yeah. like... Yeah, I can see that. Um, can I just say, anyone who actually wants to look up Planet Panic, no, this is not the 10th studio album by Danish hard rock band Pretty Maids. <laughs> okay, thank, thank you very much. Maybe that's where they got the idea from. It's actually a rock opera, kind of like the same way that... Uh, that uh, Interstellar 5555 was a electronica opera? There's that, but I was also going for the Wizard of Oz thing with Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, so Planet Panic is a show about, um, this cop who has this little apprentice who is training him in these situations where they are going to be good, uh, to the citizens of this world that they live in. And his little apprentice is like super psyched out of his mind about being uh, a part of this, about a part of being this force. And in the pilot, uh, it's like a little four minute video uh they're driving down this really high-tech highway and uh he's in the the kids in the 
seat and he's going, mission, 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 yeah, mission, 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 yeah, mission, 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 yeah, and he's like super excited to go into a mission. And, uh, and you got this elvis looking dude who's the cop. Yeah, uh, who's like this kind of disgruntled cop, like older, grizzled cop sort of thing going on. Kind he's of like, got like the eye things that Bato has in Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, uh, he's kind. Of, he kind of reminds me of Mel Gibson from Lethal Weapon Four, uh, and so he's kind of like older and, the kid and is grizzled. The, and the kid is Chris Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? That, oh, yeah, yeah. You're right, Chris Rock. Uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking of Chris Tucker from from, uh, Rush, from Hour. Rush Hour, and I was like, wait, you're mixing movies, but you weren't. No, I wasn't mixing movies. <laughs> Which, oh my god, this is going to be a Rush Hour 4. <laughs> well, there's already the Rush Hour TV show, too. Which, Which got cancelled. It did? Yeah, Lethal Weapon. Oh, Lethal Weapon's so the one that's still on, that's right. People are actually surprised at how good Lethal Weapon is. Really? Yeah. Um, anyways, about uh, Planet Panic... So the uh, kid and this police officer, they're It going... should be noted that it started out as a webcomic, too. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mission that they're going on in the pilot is they are going to save a cat from a tree in a park. And uh, so the kid's all disappointed because he was like, oh, man, that sounds super lame. And, and as they're doing that, they're driving by all these really awesome uh, apprentices on... Apprentice on missions with their cops, and they're doing super cool things like fighting aliens and stuff like that. And then uh, the cop is like, "Look, there's the park that we have going to over there, and the park is on top of a giant robot fighting a dragon." And the kid is like, "Yeah, that's awesome!" Fighting an octopus. I just actually found that. <laughs> okay, so I was fighting an octopus, and so they go on top of the robot, and they're saving a kitten from a tree while this robot is fighting this giant octopus who is wearing sunglasses. Uh, and, oh, and drumsticks! Yeah. He's got drumsticks! <laughs> Let me see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's for those uh, octo bass pedals. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they save the cat from the tree, and it turns out that the cop is really scared, and he's, like, not heroic at all, and the kid is cheering him on, though, <laughs> and so it gives him the courage to go save the cat, and then he does, and then they, you know, are super excited. Yeah. <laughs> Derek is finding literally every single gif of everything that I'm talking about as I talk about it. It's it's incredible. Yeah, so put your comments below this video. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, it looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun, crazy good time. I think that if they were to start the show, they probably wouldn't get the cop, the older cop, as on, on the side of his apprentice as fast as they did in the series. Mm-hmm. Almost in the same way that, remember when we saw the uh, Boruto movie in yeah. theaters and, like, Serata already had a thing for Naruto at the time? I yeah. imagine that they're going to hold that off for a little bit oh, longer. Oh, yeah, they absolutely hold so, it off. Um, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the Boruto movie, but then again, technically the series was technically spoiled for us when we saw the Boruto movie in the first place. Yeah. So, like... It's kind of this weird hodgepodge where it technically doesn't fall into the. Although realm I do of see them wearing the headbands now in like the current opening theme, so they could be um, they could be getting to that very soon. I really hope so. I do because when did the tune-in exams happen in the original Naruto? How far into the series did it take? Uh, wasn't it like fifty episodes in? I'm not really sure. 
because um, they didn't form their team. I mean, well, no, they formed their teams like right at the beginning of the yeah, series. Yeah, they formed their teams, and they're not they... even in their teams right now. In like in Boruto, right? They're still just well. Technically, you can already tell who's going to be on which team by who's really hanging oh, out with you one think. another. Oh, you, you think? You think so? But I, uh, the teams, if you recall, are kind of super different. When uh, that if, is true, if you watch the Boruto movie, yeah, you know, so. Uh, anyways, Planet Panic, if, uh, you can look up the, uh, video for the pilot of the animated series. I highly recommend it because it's super fun. Like, like... And it was Nickelodeon that is picking up for a full series. It was Nickelodeon. Okay, great. Um... Just as a final thought on that on my part, it yeah. almost looks like a similar, um, dynamic to Marvelous Misadventures of Flapjack. Yeah. I think <laughs> you're right. Instead of, like, pirates, it's future. Adventure! Adventure! <laughs> I love that show so much, and I miss it. Anyways, um, speaking of giant robots fighting giant uh, drummer octop- octopi. Um, giant kaiju. Yeah, as kaiju. We have uh, kaiju news. Yes. Which it comes in the form of a brand new Pacific Rim trailer. For Uprising. For Pacific Rim Uprising, or Pacific Rim 2, uh, as a shorthand for it. Um, PC2. PR2. There were a couple concerns that were answered for us in this trailer. Uh, number one, first and foremost being, is Charlie Day still going to be in it? And of course, of course Charlie is. Day is still going to be in the movie. Uh, yeah, he shows up in the trailer a couple times. He even has some speaking lines. And it looks like he's some sort of a very experienced sage in this one where he knows a lot of information. Um, which, he, which he learns a lot in the first movie. Yeah, right, exactly. So now he's kind of like this top dog guy, which is cool. The thing that uh, I was really hoping for is that we would get some like something different rather than more robots fighting kaijus mm-hmm. because we talk about this all the time whenever we talk about um, Pacific Rim, but when we interviewed uh, Travis Beecham the first time that we saw, uh, when we interviewed him on Nerdy Show, he... Um, he said that he developed the world of Pacific Rim so that any character could have a story written about him and it doesn't necessarily even have to be about Mm -hmm. giant robots. But we are still getting giant robots in this one, which I think that the the masses are going to expect out of this. Yes. Anyways, they're going to want giant robots, of course. But the weird thing about this trailer is that it looked like there were giant robots fighting other giant robots. So there might be some conflicts between different. It looked like, like there were different organizations. Yeah, it looked like there were different factions, different companies, almost in the same way that we, in the real world now we have Americans fighting uh, American giant robots fighting Japanese fi- giant fighting robots. Yep. We might get that in in this as well, but there's mm-hmm. going to be like different places around the world that are fighting their robots. Some robots have only one pilot now, and some robots have teams of three. Like they're they're mixing it up mm-hmm. big time. But Gypsy Danger comes back in it. There's, I know Riku Kikuchi has been announced that she is in this movie. She is. That's yes. interesting. But Charlie Hunnam is not. Nope. No no saying a line and turning his head. <laughs> no, say, saying lines sincerely and shaking his head. Yeah. Um, so that might be an improvement on the film. No Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> but um, You know who Charlie Hunnam is, right? I do not. From uh, Sons of Anarchy? Nope. Never watched. Uh, from Pacific Rim? That's why I was staying. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quiet. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, I'm just going to sit in my shame over here. So the problem that, uh, the biggest problem that I had with it um, is that the only time that we ever get to see Idris Elba in this is in a newspaper clipping. Yes. And I'm bummed out because Idris Elba is just a straight up badass in everything that he's ever been a part of. Um, And I think what's amazing is that he has never had any formal acting classes this is him being all natural. Really? Yeah, he didn't take an acting class. He wasn't in theater or anything before he was just cast in something. How did he get it then? Did he just try? I guess. It was a dare that like all of his... What is he, South South African? No, he's British, I think. He's British? Yeah. Oh yeah, he must be British because he, because he was up for being James Bond. Yes. So, um... So Idris Elba, like, he's probably had some British cohorts who were like, mate, I'll give you 20 pounds to go audition for this movie. And then he made 20 million pounds. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably. He's, oh, dude. Yeah, that's why we know Bruce Willis. Yeah. See, I, I just want to put as as a side note that uh, Idris Elba, uh, I was always on board with him being James Bond. Like, he would make probably my favorite so, James Bond, too. honestly. Uh, just because of how much of a badass he is and everything that he does, uh-huh. and he's like this—he's like this weird giant powerhouse character that would be like a like bouncer type James Bond rather than a uh, like suave James Bond. Um, I will say though, the comedian Trevor Noah, who has a new special on Netflix, um, "Afraid of the Dark," I think it's called, uh-huh. has a great bit about why Idris Elba would have made a terrible James Bond. Oh, really? I don't want to spoil it here because he does it so well on. I'll. In I, special. I would watch. I think I actually have it in my. Uh... Uh, in my Netflix queue. Okay. I'm not really a fan of him on The Daily Show. But, but his stand-up stuff it, is really His stand-up good. is different than, than mm-hmm. his Daily Show stuff. Yes. At least for the most part. Anyways, um, so I'm bummed out that we're not getting uh, Idris Elba, but we are getting John Boyega. Yep. Um, Attack the block, John Boyega. Yeah, for the 10% of our, maybe less than 10% of our audience who actually knows what Attack the Block is, he was also in Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> yes. So for for a more broader audience of people who would know John Boyega, um, so he plays the son of Idris Elba, and he is like leading the charge on this Jaeger. 
everything, whatever is going on. Mm-hmm. But they made it so unclear in the trailer actually what's happening. There's a part in the trailer when they're like, something's happening, and then uh, and then kaiju come back, and there's like, well, what the hell are they doing for the rest of the well, time? Well, let me tell you something. I do prefer trailers to say as little as possible. I do too. So they don't ruin the surprise. What I loved about the trailers for Star Wars Episode Seven was that they barely told you anything. Yeah, um, and I agree with you, but I actually think that this trailer showed you too much. Really? Yes. I thought that that this, like, the teaser trailer that they showed at the beginning when it was uh, John Boyega doing a Jaeger commercial as if it was a car commercial, mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, but I was expecting a little bit more out of it, but this trailer that they showed was a little too much. Okay. I think I think that if they wanted to surprise us, with this, that they should have showed Jaegers, and they should have shown um, Kaiju, maybe a little Charlie Day, mm-hmm. but nothing else. They showed us all those things, but they told us too much about them. It showed us that they were fighting each other, and they showed that they weren't necessarily just fighting Ye- uh, just fighting right. Kaiju. So that, that, Charlie Day comes in, does your Kaiju make too much noise? <laughs> you need the Kaiju mittens! Clawed up all of your buildings! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to what we're watching. Yes. Um, so Derek can sit here in silence for a little bit more. <laughs> no, come on. Let's let him talk about some of the stuff he's been watching because he has been watching a couple things. Yeah. All right. So we already talked about my hero academia, but I'm gonna go back to my middle and high school roots and say when I found out that uh, Dragon Ball Super was coming out. I started following that more religiously than I thought I would be, and I'm completely caught up right now with the subversion. So what did you think of uh, the uh, beginning of the series coming out when it was just a longer version of all the movies? Yeah, so I didn't actually see Resurrection F and... Battle of Gods. Gods. Yeah, I didn't actually see those when they were in the movies, but I heard they were getting put towards Super, so I just... So you just waited? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So that's probably all the more better for you. And I haven't seen the movies either, so if I started Super, I would do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it totally fits episodically. Um, it doesn't feel... I mean, honestly, the whole series feels like it could be part of just like a giant movie. Mm-hmm. Because, like, let's say the Frieza saga, 12 episodes could kind of probably be chopped down into four episodes and be made into a movie if you really want. Well, to. they got to make that Kai money after they have 50 years, more years of Dragon Ball Super, then they're going to take the series it's like, you know what, we can make this shorter and then they can resell the whole thing as a shorter series and they're like, here you go, it's brand new. Yeah. All right, but- and at the very least, it's not seven episodes of the longest five minutes ever. <laughs> yeah, but then... Of course, okay, once they hit the ceiling of like, all right, you're now the strongest ever in the universe, what are you going to do? Um, another Super Saiyan transformation. Yep. All right, you got blue hair, what else are you going to do? Um, Multiverses. strongest in all the universes, not just mine. All right, let's do that too, what else? <laughs> um, yeah. everyone's going to die if you don't win. I awesome, asked, loving it. Prank. I asked Sean Chamel when he came on, when they were uh, doing uh, Resurrection of F, they came onto our show and they did an interview, uh, Chris Sabat and Sean Chamel. And I asked Sean Chamel what was going to happen after Blue Hair. <laughs> and uh, he was hoping Rainbow Hair was going to happen. So so anyone who actually does follow so it... So Pride Goku. <laughs> Pride Goku. <laughs> actually, the next transformation is debuting in the next uh, two-part episode. What? Episodes 109 really? and 110. Apparently... There's a new transformation that Goku's getting already. Which, so I what's mean, after God? <laughs> rumor has it, 
spoilers, spoilers, whatever. He gets a spirit ball going, and instead of throwing it, he just absorbs it. What? So, I mean, that's blue, so he's not going to be like... Maybe his skin will turn blue now? He'll, he'll go blue. Super blue? He'll go blue. <laughs> super <laughs> super blue for Saiyan. Super blue for Saiyan. Blue Saiyan group. So many PVC pipes! Scream goes on for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> that scream did not do good for my throat. <laughs> uh, that really wasn't much of a scream. I know, right? I don't know. But otherwise, okay, so criticism's out of the way. A lot of fan service. They're just bringing a lot of stuff back. Like in one of the other universes, there are more Saiyans. So you know what that means? More Super Saiyans. So you get to learn about all these new characters and stuff they didn't get to do with the original universe. They already written out of it. They're just kind of trying to write their, themselves out of the holes that they dug for themselves. They have to, and, you know, they just have to. It's not that they wrote themselves into a hole. It's just that they got to figure out a way to keep making money. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, so they added the female Super Saiyan. Yep. Yep. There's uh, two female Super Saiyans, actually. There's two. And one of them is pretty much a carbon clone of Broly, because everyone loved Broly from the movies. Uh huh, so yeah. So there's right. another legendary Super Saiyan. Everybody mm-hmm. loved Broly because it was Vic Mignogna. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Kakarot! <laughs> but besides that, um, I know you were starting to watch. Um, is it Ronda trying to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yes, and I, I have finished. I finished the series finally. It's really good. It's I I like how it kind of ends like open ended. Like you know the story's going to keep going, even though it seems to be coming to a close. But I it's really good premise. They just kind of were way too loose in the last couple episodes of it. Well, the reason why that was is because they adapted like like three different light novels into those last two episodes. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot more content that is available, mm-hmm. but they were like, I don't know if we're going to get season two. Do it all! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was... Yeah, it, it did feel really rushed at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna go as deep as you can, and oh my god, and oh my god, there's this, and oh my god, okay, you're in a safe spot now. (laughs) Swimsuits. Yeah, the OVA though was very good. I don't don't think he's watched that yet. Which one was the OVA? That's the one where they find the hot springs inside of the. Of course they do. (laughs) 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 Is Is that when he falls out of the tree? No, no, that's okay. not it. That's okay. part of the actual show. OVA is a totally different okay. <laughs> separation. There's a there's a gif I love from from that OVA where they're like, they're kind of like doing like a stretch, but they're doing a dance. It looks like yeah. the Pulp Fiction dance. Yeah, say la vie, say the old folks, say that you can never Yeah, I remember. I know that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um. So, what Evan and I have been watching... Was, did, is that everything that you've been watching? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Right. Yeah. So, what Evan and I have been watching is uh, majorly what has been premiered for the new season of anime. Again, I've all only stuck to Crunchyroll. Same here, for the most part, because a lot of the stuff that's on Anime Strike, I'm still waiting for the premiere. Right. Um, now, there have been some... Uh, we checked out some of the shows that we pre- previewed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then there are some episodes that, uh, of shows that I watched that um, we didn't even talk about. We just skipped right over. Mm-hmm. Do we want to start with Black Clover? So, I haven't watched that one yet, but I actually read... Um, Evan, I, feel, I feel like that I need to do a representation of what the first episode of Black Clover is. I think I already know what's coming. And this is every review I've heard of this so far. I want to be a wizard king! I want to be a wizard king! I want to be a wizard just, king! Let's just, let's just cover the microphone a little bit there. <laughs> Evan does this once per episode. <laughs> yeah, um, it, I, I liked the show a lot, but I hated his inflictions. Like, uh, Asta's the main character. I hated every infliction that he had at the end of everything he did, because every single... One uh, every single line of dialogue that he had ended with ah! <laughs> So um, you had to get used to that because that was very irritating. <laughs> However, the story in itself wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was a fun show. Like I will say though, I really laughed when they were do when everyone was getting the Grimoires, the, the books. Uh-huh. And it was like oh, Grimoires? The Grimoires. And one guy's like, My Grimoire is bigger. Yeah. yeah, but mine is thicker. <laughs> Penis jokes. <laughs> Allegories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's how you use the information that matters. <laughs> and then, no, yeah, that's right, because then the next person was like, Mine's tiny. Yeah. They had a, a little grimoire like this. And then Asta didn't get a grimoire at all, sad. Because he doesn't have magic. Like, that's the whole thing of, of the show is that... Right. I has no... I has no magic! <laughs> <laughs> Although, that was one of the mo- more funny and somber parts of that premiere, too. Because he was holding his arms up like this, <laughs> still sitting there waiting for his grimoire to come down. He's like, help! I don't have one yet! And he's just standing there with his arms up in the air waiting for one to come down. And then the wizard is just like... Better luck next year. Why don't you come back next year? Oh, it's like Deku. Yeah. Um, So. You have no superpower. I highly recommend at least watching the first episode, even though, like, that's all we have available to us. uh, uh, From this recording, by the time that this comes out, there will be at least two episodes out. Yes. Um, But I recommend you watch the first episode. It was good, and it ended on a good note. Um. And Black Lover, yeah, I, I'd, I'd give it a watch. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give it. it three episodes. Definitely. I will, I will say that I want to hear the dub version of this because I really hope they do a better job. In it. Yeah, you're right. I Because everybody, I was reading reviews from Japanese people who were saying, what the hell did you do to his voice? Yeah. See, um, he just can't mention the amount of cocaine that he's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much cocaine. Ah! <laughs> uh, well, one show, let's see, Blair's Black Clover. Um, we never talked about recovery of an MMO junkie. We didn't talk about that last episode. You're right, we didn't talk about recovery of because I didn't know that it was coming out. Okay. And not to mention, that's what the title of it is on uh, Crunchyroll, but it's there's, not the title of it in the Japanese in, version. Yeah. There's like a whole another English title underneath it. So I'm like, why are they calling it this? Yeah, recovery. Because it's not even a recovery of an MMO junkie. No, it's like the re-beginning. She of, becomes an MMO junkie at well, the beginning. Well, that's the thing. is She like she was part of one, but the server shut down. Yeah. She had her job. And then 
we don't know what happened with her. She has these flowers. Maybe she quit the job or left the company or something. She and she dies into a new one. That's what she. Uh, that's what I gathered because like when the show starts, she has the flowers right from her business suit. She undresses from her business suit. She throws the flowers away. And then she goes to bed, yeah. wakes up, and her alarm goes off, and she says, "Oh right, I don't have anywhere to go today." So I imagine that she quit her job um, or or left it or something. Right. Because if she was fired, she would probably not get any She wouldn't be getting flowers um, unless there's something about getting fired in Japan that we don't know about. Um, Or... (laughs) The flowers of shame. Yeah, she's only retired... Or she's only 30, but did she retire? Maybe it was... Maybe she got, like, too rich for her own good. Right? I don't know. Or maybe it was something that she really wanted to do or needed to do for herself. And the fact that she was able to quit, she went and bought herself some flowers, too. Yeah, I don't know. Like, no. That's that's really hard to decipher because she seems like she's depressed, but she definitely does not want to go back to work. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. weird. It's, like, this really weird... I mean, she's a neat. So, yes. like, she's a shut-in. Mm. Um... So, I don't know. That's Although, it's very strange because as a neat, the first thing that she does is she goes out and buys groceries. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, which neats don't do. Well, but then afterwards, she's like, I'm, I'm it's going to be three months before I come back here. Right, but that's because she has the embarrassing moment with that dude in line. Um, for the Christmas chicken. Yeah, for the Christmas chicken. Um, so, my question is, is where does her income come for all of this, her staying at home. And that's a very strange thing for me to focus on when it's just let go and watch a a TV show. Mm -hmm. But I'm really stuck on that. Where is her income coming from? Well, that's a question I like to ask every single otaku in Japan who's buying tens of thousands of copies of AKB48's latest single. Yeah. Right. But then again, well, no, I'm not going to make that a comparison. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know. So it's it's a very strange, mysterious thing that I hope that even though it's a very, um, not even very important thing to talk about, it's something that I want explained to me because it, it is kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. Now, Evan, did you like the show? I liked it. I It was enjoyable. Uh, it's I wouldn't say it's feel-goody, but at the same time, I, I like the character that she is, and I like that she plays a male character in this MMO, and then she finds this other girl there who could possibly be a guy. I think it's hinted that the... It's the, the, the guy who she met in line at the Yeah, it's, po- it's possibly him. Yeah. Because and just the friendship yeah. that she builds off of this. And honestly, I feel like it's going to be a better version of that that other girl gamer one that was that came out oh, last year. Oh, uh, Natoge? Natoge, yeah. Yeah. I, or I was also thinking about Welcome to the NHK. Not that that one didn't cross my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Natoge. Natoge. Uh, yeah. My girlfriend is a net gamer or something like that. Yeah. That was It's very I mean, forgettable. It, it, it kind of was, as sad as it is. But yeah. Um. But I liked it. I I enjoyed, I liked the characters. I thought it was interesting to actually see like a female like gamer acting like this mm-hmm. rather than your average stereotypical dude who plays like yep. these sorts of characters. I did not like the show. Okay. This was it, I it, it it was very hard for me to get through the first episode. I thought it was boring, bland, nothing really happened in it. Mm-hmm. Um the characters were flat except for the neat girl who the li- like the the real world Yes. female that the sh- which do we even have a name for her? I don't think so. Um the so the girl who is a neat who is playing in this MMO 
um, is uh, is the only interesting part, but we don't see her a lot because most of it takes place in the RPG, which the one thing that I did like about the writing was that you're, it's like you're in this fantasy world, um, like sword art online. Like that's the way that it acts like real life when you're inside the game. Yeah. And, um, and the MMORPG characters are going like, all right, I get off of work tomorrow, you know? So they're talking like they're avatars in the real world, but they're acting like the characters that they are in the game. Mm-hmm. I liked that aspect of it, but the story writing was terrible. Okay. Um, a very yeah, just bland, boring. I didn't like the characters. The uh, in-world MMORPG characters were not good. Um, the pink-haired girl character Lily, um, not interesting. Oh, at she all. was adorable. Uh, she was just way too far too cliche for me. Uh, <laughs> So this one's a toss-up, so we're going to... Come on, you had to laugh when she was trying to beat the hamster boss. Yeah, I was, I was, when I saw that, I was a little bit more hopeful for, for what I was going to get out of the rest of the show, but it just turned out that there wasn't enough to, to hold okay. me into it. Okay. But yes, I did like the giant hamster as the boss. Yeah. Oh, look, it's kind of like Cuphead. Gee. So you're over and over, yeah. over, dead, 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 <laughs> dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Um... So we're kind of at a toss-up for this one, so everybody else is going to have to watch uh, Recovery of an MMO uh, Addict and yeah. let us know what you think. Um, what's another one that we watched here? Um, let's talk about another good one, how about? Uh, let's yes. talk about Junie Tizen, yes. which we did not talk about no, in our review at all. No, this was not on our radar whatsoever. I, I saw this one uh, from a Crunchyroll trailer. And it looked great from the trailer. Little did I know going into the first episode that the trailer that I saw was only, only for the first episode. Right, because they wanted to throw us off. They And they threw us off indeed. Um, Very well done. So the, the twist at the end of the first episode was mind-blowing and so exciting. Yes. Um, so let's give a vague premise of the show and just leave it at, I yeah. highly recommend this show. It might be the one that I write about in an article in a couple weeks. Right. The, um, so the vague premise is basically the 12 animals of the Zodiac meeting up. Yeah. And just killing one another. But they're not actually the 12 animals of the Zodiac. They're representations. They're representations of them. They are murderers, mafia members, assassins, and killers Mm -hmm. of all kinds who get elected to represent their part of the Zodiac. And they get all thrown into this one room where it is a 48-hour tournament or no, twelve hour. Twelve hour. It's a twelve hour tournament of them having to murder one of one another, um, and then the last one at the end gets any wish that they want, kind of like Twisted Metal. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did you get forty eight from? Um, I don't remember was... because that is the premise to the current arc of Dragon Ball Super right now. There is a forty eight minute tournament, and whoever wins gets whatever wish they want. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. So uh, I would say I would put this in. It's going to be it's as violent as Drifters. Has has shock value in the same as Magical Raising Magical Girl Raising Project. Yeah, and and has Zodiac characters like Edotama. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, but it's really interesting because uh, the episode that is premiered focused on uh, the boar. Yeah. Um, and the boar comes from this mafia family of assassins, I believe. Yeah. Um, Even the... boars turn into pigs after seven generations was the episode title. Right. And um, so the father of the family 
um, was in this tournament. And, and he, he was the winner. He last won. Time. Actually, I think he was a champion for multiple years of the tournament. And then he said that he was retiring after one year and that his daughters go to it. And so his daughter is the one um, who goes to the tournament. And she's cool because she has, like, these two gigantic infinite bullet weapons. Like, there's two giant machine guns that she totes around. And, uh, like, they're two light machine guns. Huge heavy weapons. Very cool. And it goes into her backstory for the first episode. Uh, highly recommended. The, yes. the part that one part that confused me about the first episode, though, is that she walked into the room to meet all the rest of the Zodiac characters, and she said, "Huh, there's a lot of familiar faces in this room, and there's a lot that I don't recognize." Now, for a tournament that only has one winner, how can there be familiar faces in a room? Unless, of course, she has done businesses with these specific families. That's very true. Um, I, I, but that's what was racking my head. I'm thinking like, that might have been the case. Is like, oh, I know these people because my family has done business with these folks and these folks and these folks. That's got to be the only explanation, that logical explanation for it, because I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. Mm-hmm. But yes, um, we're. I don't want to say anything more about Junie Tyson, other than you have to watch it. It's going yes. to be the. It's going to be one of the favorites of mine for this season, as long as they don't f it up. Um, okay. So, uh, so after a really good one, let's talk about one that was kind of disappointing, and that was Urahara. Okay, so this one was more than kind of disappointing for me, because the premise of it sounds great. Yeah. Um, we read it, this was one that we actually did talk about, and this is the Crunchyroll produced one. Yep. Um, and it's about the... Like Harajuku girls yep. saving the world. Harajuku girls uh, saving the world from an alien invasion. Um, very bright, very colorful. Like I said, one of the characters had a neon-colored AK-47 that she was shooting at a cartoon spaceship, which <laughs> is like, hey, that's good enough for me to watch. And then I watched the first episode, and I fell asleep halfway through. Boring! It was so boring. The characters were uninteresting. The dialogue was so flat. Um, well, the- although, in the cover artwork, there are flying sausages and candies. Yes, yeah. and uh, that's because at the end of the episode, they get equipped with these like magical girl kind of powers that allow them to use their imagination to create weapons. Sausages. Yep. Sausages! So the sausage. Sausages! If anybody can guess what I just what I just quoted, you're and be, and if anyone can guess what I'm <laughs> quoting, uh, it might be the same thing. Was it was it Rocco's Modern Life? No. Okay, mine was Rocco's Modern Life. Mine was Kids in the Hall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a skit where it's like uh, I think it's um like uh, uh, Bruce McCullen's uh, character works at a sausage factory, and the dad who's being played by Scott Thompson is like the like the really old like senile guy, and all he just said is sausages. <laughs> It was like, it's one of the weird ones. And that's what I love about Kids in the Hall. It's either really funny or it's very weird. There is no in-between. <laughs> my uh, Mine was from Rago's Mind Life, the episode where Heifer... Well, he joins the sausage cult. He joins the sausage cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sell the sausage. Oh, yeah, sell the sausage. Um, well, I brought a pizza for something different. If you do not like the sausage, you will not be part of the crew. <laughs> So if this is uh, this tangent is any uh, recollection to how we actually wanted to focus on Urahara, yes, um, 
we it was just so forgettable and so boring and very disappointing because I, this was the one that I was on my list saying like oh I cannot wait to watch this one yes and it was just like man what happened to writing guys come on yeah now for one that was actually very uh, relaxing there's one called Konohana Kitan which wasn't on my radar too much yeah but this one's on my radar now okay. So it is another, it is, it's got that Yashi cake feel to it. It's kind of like you watch it to relax and and the like. Yeah. But all you need to know is the premise. It's cute animal-eared girls running a hotel. It's good enough for me to give it a shot. Exactly. It's adorable. It's it's adorable. I like the characters in this show. They're very cute. I wouldn't say that they're truly well-rounded writing-wise, but it's an Yashi cake. You watch it to relax. You don't watch it to think too much. Right. Um, so, alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch that one, I'm gonna get around to it, uh, probably be a good relaxing one to watch on a Sunday night before going back to work, um, but the, let's talk about the next one that everybody's probably waiting for us to talk about, Food Wars. Yes, Food Wars. Food food Wars was great. Um, it was great, but am I the only one who thinks the animation looks off? I think that I would have, like, you have a very keen eye, because I don't think I would have noticed it if you didn't say that okay. initially, because you you mentioned that to me before I started watching it, and so yes. I looked out for it, and I think you're right. I think there's a little bit of a difference in the animation there. Yeah, um, I know it's the same people, but I feel like they're kind of cutting corners in some places. I don't know. Um, it, it, there's something about the character designs that are different, um, as almost as if like they forgot how to draw their characters. Yeah, okay, um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because, like, Soma just looked really weird in some I areas. I actually thought that it was Megami that, that looked really weird. Her, like, her, her too, but I noticed like around like like Soma's eyes, they mm-hmm. just didn't look as lively as they usually do. Yeah, I thought that um, Arena's character. By the way, the voice sounds exactly the same. Oh yeah, great, I didn't even. They know found that. a great replacement for. Her. Yeah, I didn't even notice there was a difference. Um, but what about her character though? How she's getting all flustered and stuff like that all the time? Like, <sighs> so here's the thing, and this is what's kind of pissing me off: is that this arc is starting off. After the three OVAs that we never got in America, oh. so there are things in the OVAs that have that will explain what why she's flustered. Thank you for helping me with that one, Evan, because that makes a lot of sense. That's in the same way that they did with the World God Only Knows. Yes, you had to watch the OVAs in order to understand who some of the characters were going into season three. Right, the Goddess Arc. Yeah. So. Um, Okay, time to look for the OVAs then. Yeah. Like, that has to happen. Yeah, because they go into more into the backstory of the Twelfth Council and the importance of them, and you get more uh, between Soma, Soma and Arena, that sort of thing. So That and, makes a lot of sense. And it's not just you and me that are that are complaining about this. A lot of people are complaining about this. There are people on Anime's News Network that are like, Crunchyroll needs to find a way to put these OVAs on their site so we can watch them because there are going to be people who are watching this they are going to be lost. Yep. Like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, great. Thank you for bringing that to my attention because that really makes me feel a lot better about it because yes. I thought it was... I actually attributed it to bad writing. Like, it was saying, like, wait, what happened? I, it's almost like they didn't know who Arena's character was. Right. So, um, okay. Good. Um, and then for another, but for another returning show yep. that, that came back, and I'm 
I have to say that this season premiere was one of the best season premieres I've seen this year this thus far, including like even surpassing Konosuba, and that is Mr. Osamatsu. That's a lot coming from you, Evan. Yeah. So with the season premiere, Mr. Osamatsu, it starts off with like the characters from the 1960s when they're like you know kids saying, "Hey, we're back! Oh, we're, we were that popular? Will people forget us? Well, it's been a year and a half since people saw us. Will people remember us? Well, let's let's take a look and see how people remember us." And so like the first half of the episode is like you see the characters as they are today, mm-hmm. but they're like. They have, like, suffered from, like, all the fame and fortune. So, like, 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 they're, like, fat and they're bloated. Like, they have all these fangirls around them. And they have, like, these, like, a couple other characters are working on merch and they're making the most shittiest merchandise ever. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, one person in the focus group is like, I don't think people are going to buy this. And, like, one of the girls is like, they will buy anything with the Osumatsu name on it. <laughs> they will buy anything. <laughs> So, the first half is that, and then, like, right before the end of it, like, a lot of the side characters come and just beat the shit out of all the, uh, of all the brothers. <laughs> and then, <laughs> it goes back to the 1960s characters, and they're like, oh my god, we turned into such horrible people. We gotta raise ourselves to be proper. And so, then it starts off another sort of chapter where it goes to the present day, but they have raised themselves proper. And, like, there's there's one brother who looks normal. There's one brother who's a superhero. There's one brother who has gender swapped with another, with a girl, kind of, like, uh, making fun of your name. There's a CGI <laughs> brother that looks like looks like a Pixar <laughs> character. Like, a really well-made Pixar character. And the last one that made me laugh my ass off is that there's live-action brother. And <laughs> it's just the voice actor wearing a mask of the brother. And there's just him just going, hi. <laughs> And I've never seen an anime do that, like, blending the live action with the anime before yeah. like this. Well, like, you you see, like, you know, like, in Fully Coolie, you had, like, the real hand in the background, but that was, like, yeah. like you know, still in the light. But Rem- this was, like, actual movement. Yeah. Remember that episode of Chowder, uh, where, that one on Cartoon Network, where uh, the, the show ran out of a budget, and so, like, they were like, if there's no budget, that means... No animation! And when Mung says no animation, it's just all four of the main voice actors in the booth. So you have Tara Strong, you have the kid playing Chowder, you have uh, um, John DiMaggio uh, mm-hmm. saying Rada Rada. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, like, and so they're all in the booth together and they're like, what are we gonna do, Mung? And then uh, they, and so what they do is they put a uh, car wash together, a fun car wash together, and make all the money back, and then they get the animation back. Oh, okay. So, like, there's this little moment in Chowder oh, this, where it's... This was more like the episode of Spongebob Squarepants with the gorilla. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. This uh-huh. was more akin to that. Gotcha. But I've never seen anime pull this off, and it was one of the funniest, funniest things I've seen all year. If if you've not watched Osamatsu-san, I will say the first half of the first season is questionable but the second half is a riot it got so much better Good but know. the second season opener one of the funniest things you will ever see cool great i'm glad to hear it mm-hmm. all right any other ones that we need to cover before we go um i think that's about it because yeah. uh ancient magus bride just came up um mm-hmm. as we were recording the only other one that i had was that uh one where the wife drinks the husband's oh yeah cocktails. yeah which you know, it's a good short three-minute show. And what there's I like, nothing really to say about it. There's it's, nothing really much to say about it, although I do like that they add the recipes for each drink. Yeah, uh, kind of in the same way that, you know, they they do that for most um, food shows. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I do like that. Um, so, um, yeah, that's all we've seen by for, for now. There are more shows that have been premiering, but there have right. been some um, that have just been going right by. Yep, I'm still waiting for season two of Amaro Chan to start. I'm waiting for my girlfriend to show bitch. I've actually heard really good things about that one from early reports. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm looking... Uh, I've... I, I don't know. There's not really that much that I'm looking forward to because I, I think I've seen all the shows that I've previewed. Yeah. So uh, everything else is going to be up in the air. Yeah. I've kind of had to cut myself off because I've noticed that I've been watching more and more anime each season. Like last season I watched 14. The previous season I watched 13. The previous season I watched 12. Yep. I mean, it would seem natural for me to work up to 15, but I'm like, I can't watch that much. Yeah, no, it's impossible. Uh, with working schedules, yeah. Um, so, but like, I haven't. I've skipped over all the idol shows. I've skipped over all the history shows. So, yeah. like, I, I usually just cut out. No matter how good they are, unfortunately, I just have to cut them. Right, I have to cut them somewhere. And um, I know Love Live Sunshine just started, but I haven't even watched the first season of Love Live Sunshine. Yeah, I, I haven't either. We have other people who who have watched it, so they'll be able oh, to yeah. take care of that for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll get the reports from them. So, um, it certainly seems more interesting than Love Rice. Yes, Love Rice, uh, about the high school yes. uh, club. That and is... those those five teens are going to cook rice like no one else's. <laughs> I would love to taste the tastiest uh, batch of white rice in the world. Oh, the starchiness! Yeah, like, <laughs> I, like what, what does the best bowl of rice taste like? Because I have white rice all the time, but what does the... <laughs> best bowl of ri- white rice taste like and what differentiates it from any white rice that i've ever tasted do you go butter or vegetable oil um or olive oil i i usually go however butter. they do it in japan that's probably two episodes right there <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry okay i'm done still better than fighting food ons <laughs> forever will be um all right, so we don't have any fan service for this episode either. Uh, the only ones that we had was the uh, Into the West from uh, Big Bad. Okay. So, so we're good. We got we we got some, but we but we already said it. Yes. So um, it's time to shameless plug. So if you all want to join in on this conversation, tell us about what you think about shows that we talked about, and tell us what shows we might be missing. If we need to be watching a show, you got to let us know. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews at gmail.com, all one word. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, and you can message us there. You can find all the content that we release on our Facebook page. That's the main hub of where we share everything <coughs> and um, where you're going to be able to find all of our content. However, you can still find all of our content at nerdyshow.com, where you can find our podcast that you're listening to here, uh, and also our videos our videos can be found on uh, youtube.com slash wicked anime reviews. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Yo Wicked Anime. And you can find us on uh, Wicked Anime Play probably very soon when we start playing up some Senron Kagura. Peach Beach Splash. Peach Beach Splash, which we uh, finally have all together and we can start doing some streaming for it. So, yes. yeah, look forward to that. Um, now. Uh, for our podcast, you can find us anywhere that you can find podcasts available. You can find us on iTunes, you can find us on SoundCloud, you can find us on Stitcher, Audioboom, uh, in an RSS feed, um, uh, any, anywhere. Like, seriously, look us up. Uh, you can even find us on Podchasers if you want to uh, find all sorts of really awesome podcasts as well. Because um, you can rate and review uh, any podcasts on Podchasers and uh, give 
uh, five star reviews, uh, tell how awesome the show is, and then you can even rate individual episodes, which is a really great asset. You can literally find any podcast that you want on there by searching. Um, So you can also leave us a review on iTunes as well, which helps us get noticed uh, more and more frequently. The more reviews that we get, the more we'll read on here, and the more we'll be noticed on iTunes. Um, you can support us on Patreon, which you can give us any dollar amount. One dollar gets you hours of content from the, all across the Nerdy Show Network, not just Wicked Anime. Uh, and you can get early releases of this episode because I usually finish editing these episodes uh, more. And even if you pay a dollar, you get to listen to the episode at least one day early before everybody else does. So uh, please support us on Patreon if you have the financial means. If you do not have the financial means, the best way that you can support us, besides rating and reviewing us, is just telling a friend to listen to Wicked Anime. Or any show on the Nerdy Show Network, because there's a slew of stuff that you'll be able to listen to. Become a fan of Nerdy Show, and you'll be sure to find uh, something that you are going to like. Friday Night Fan Fiction is just starting up soon. Uh, and they're starting their new season, new bout, so we're going to be excited to hear some more really grotesque fan fiction <laughs> dr- and drinking games. Um, yeah. So uh, that is all for Wicked Anime. So where, Evan, where can they find you? So for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastion Brigade, they can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're in a band and want to be featured on our No Borders No Race podcast, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastardbrigade.com. Which, by the way, um, listeners from of the Nerdy Show um, actually wrote in to me asking for me to play their band, Hot Apollo, and I featured them on my most recent podcast show. That's so great. shout out to the Hot Apollo people there. Yeah. Really cool, like, 70s glam rock sort of rock and roll, if you that is your thing. Nice. You can follow me on Twitter at kingbabyduckesh. And you can also follow me on the J-Pop, Anime, and Video Games Amino pages at KingBabyDocESH as well. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. Don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smash Rook, and Nerd Crave. Uh, as people know, Derek and I are going to be at another anime convention, or we will have been at another Whee! anime convention Yeah, <laughs> by the time you hear up. this. Um, so hopefully we'll have some videos shot there. We're going to try to do a, um, a sort of No Borders No Race episode there with like each day having a segment with what we did and yep. thoughts and like, and hopefully some interviews with some of our favorite voice actors and actresses that are being presented at another anime convention. Yeah, and if you're in the know before this, because obviously it's going to be over by the time that you hear this, uh, we'll, we will have also ah. put together... Uh, the hardcore anime panel. Yes. So, uh, that's all for us here. Uh, actually, Derek, do you have anything to add? You, did Did Evan miss anything? No. If, if anyone wants to contact me, just talk to Evan. Otherwise, you can find me at a local corporate uh, coffee shop uh, trying to explain to Dolores why I can't take the caffeine out of her drink. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening to this episode of Wicked Anime Podcast. Please join us for the next one. It's time to sign off the only way we know how. Bye. Uh, so...
I will. <laughs> so. <laughs> Peta, pay no mind. This I'm is all extremely her. ethical. <laughs> and humane. Yes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.